Welcome back to the National Hour on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show, live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. And, of course, this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Frozen frenzy tonight, 16 games on top. Yep. How do I know this? Alan May told me about <laughs> it yesterday. Nine seconds ago. <laughs> I found out about it. Uh, doesn't seem to really affect us too much here in Canada. There seems to be more of a, uh, I don't know, a, is it is it combined or is this more of an ESPN production? Because we know that the league signed a huge deal with TNT and ESPN a while ago. And is this just trying to create something for them? Yeah, I mean... You can, it, it is a marquee event. Every NHL team plays all 32. You got 16 games staggered by 15 minute starts. When our show ends at mm. 6, 5.55, puck drops five minutes later on the Toronto so, Maple Leafs. Okay. We do have an update on the, on the uh, Columbus, situ- Columbus situation. Okay. For those who weren't from, a part of the first yeah, hour, give them from, the background. From Frank Cervalli. There Apparently there's a power outage in downtown Columbus that may be uh, affecting the frenzy. <laughs> Melted Derek, can, can you can you cue the uh, the scene from The Wizard of Oz? I'm melting, my frozen <laughs> frenzies, melting. It, so- it sounds like uh, CBJ and the Ducks are aiming for an 8:30 p.m. Eastern time puck drop, with the power outage currently affecting Nationwide Arena in Columbus, originally scheduled for 6:30 p.m. as part of the 16-game staggered schedule. And that wow. is according to Frank Saravalli of Daily. Football. Okay. Um, just help me because you guys are more into this kind of betting thing than than I am. Yep. Is is this a complete ripoff of the red zone it, I mean, in football? I mean, that has nothing to do with betting. Red no? Zone, no, red zone. What is red zone? Red zone to me is all the bettors go there to see where their bets are at. Can I say what red, can I say what red zone is? Sure. It's the greatest invention in the history of sports. It is unbelievable. Okay. Because it's, I, it's, it's made football's made for TV. You can't really screw up football but, on TV. But a lot of the complaints people have with sports in general, but especially football, is there's a lot of downtime in between plays and it's Scott Hansen who does it. And I guess John Buchagross tonight will be playing the, the Scott Hansen role. And you get to jump around. Like, you on, in the red zone, you're like, right. you're going somewhere else. But you're the red zone here. is 20 yards in. You no, are, they, they've, you, they've changed it over the years. They've changed it over the years. They go to more important games at certain times, and they've really uh, developed what it's become now. But, yeah. Like it's just the, so hard with hockey, right? So hard. I don't think it is. See, I, if I really people don't think say stuff is. like that, it makes me crazy. Because it's like, it obviously is harder. In football, you can tell when a team is close to scoring. There's more natural. See, I'm with you. I, okay. I'm, I'm watching it because something, we, we think we're close to something really interesting happening. Like, like you show power plays, the yeah. power play network? Yeah, I think it'd be power plays. And, yeah, but now that I'm thinking about this, maybe my side of the argument is, I think there's just, you can show action from lots of different games. I don't think it's necessarily yeah. going to be scoring chances, but if a team's got a ch- if a team's up one with a minute and a half as left, games get close to over, yeah, yeah. I can see it, yes, right? Yes. And with these 15 minute staggered starts, you yes. can be like we got a close one, you know, yes. in Columbus and Anaheim and now we're going to Buffalo. We got a real neutral zone battle here. Let's go in live <laughs> here, right? Oh, let's watch Washington trap tonight. Yeah. Like what? I so I think they'll they'll show a lot of the the Leafs one in its full because it's the first game, Early, right? Yeah. So I think it'll probably get a lot of airplay, and I think they probably chose. And the now Leafs. no six thirty game. It's like so frozen frenzy is the Leafs for an hour. Actually, yeah. six forty five Buffalo gets started on a back to back. Yeah. So I, I think it's 
Listen, I think it's awesome they're trying this. I do too. I, I like the idea. I, don't, I think Kipper's a little I, I, being a bit of an I, old I thought, guy about I it. Thought, but. <laughs> I thought Red Zone was strictly for betters to go there and, no, no, and no, watch all, all their bets. You know, you know what it's great for for a lot of fans is I don't have an NFL team. I sit down every Sunday and I watch Red Zone for seven straight hours. That's I, what I do every okay. Sunday. How do you like, a, lot of, a lot of people use it as a second screen when they're watching okay. their favorite team, and then they'll put it on the other screen so they have all the games. But but you know every week you're you're getting red zone. Yes. What, what are we doing? Once or twice a year? Yeah, probably. Well, what's the point? It's the temp red zone. It's the pink what zone. It's the, halfway. If you can't do something routine and give people something <laughs> oh, God every forbid week. they try something new. Every week we got to schedule one, one night for... 16 games? I love, I would actually love that. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, they almost do that on Tuesdays anyway. Yeah. There's usually a dozen games is on there, Tuesday so nights. So it is possible, maybe. For sure. You would think. By the way, how do you feel about people who call it no cred zone? Because oh, you're yeah, not yeah. a real football fan if you're just watching pieces of Guess the exciting here's, parts. Here's the thing. I'm not a real football fan. And I hate commercials and I hate how long it takes for stuff to develop. I love it. It's, and it's changed. It's made me more of a fan. So if there's something out there, maybe that yeah. for hockey, that can, they can do that. You're basically the American hockey fan. I am. I am exactly that. Maybe ESPN's on. And I'm, I'm yeah. no, um, no NHL promoter or ESPN promoter, but wouldn't you want to try something like this next time without a game seven in Major League Baseball? Yeah, that's a tough bounce. Or the opening of the NBA season. Yeah, it's game one of the NBA season tonight. It's maybe, a bold I don't know, maybe night not to the choose. best night to do this. Maybe, maybe they're doing it on purpose. I don't know. They're trying to... See what they can do. You're just not winning viewers in that yeah. battle, are you? Maybe you are. I, I mean, like, it's. I think it's LeBron and Jokic going head-to-head tonight. Might be a tough sell. But... Hey, do you see the new Giannis contract? <laughs> oh, yeah. Three years. Is he making more than the Columbus Blue Jackets? Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> he makes $62 million a year. Oof, what that's are the, nice. What's the Blue Jackets cap? I don't know. I don't even know who the bottom of the cap is. Anyway. You're, you guys are pretty tall. You should have learned to shoot a ball better. Listen, <laughs> apparently. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, you know, I mean, our... Our NHLers still make good pretty money. good money. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Connor Hellebuck signed for $500,000 more than Dominic Koshik did when he yeah. got traded, I think, to Detroit I heard in Bla- 2001. <sighs> I heard Ouchie. Blake Murphy on the Raptor show talking about how Precious on the Raptors is like the first guy off the bench. And they're like, he's like, that's good for like roughly the mid-level exception, about 12 and a half mil, 13, So Connor 14. McDavid. I was like, Austin Matthews' last yeah. contract <laughs> is for being the sixth man on a eighth place team. Great. Yeah. Anyway. Tough one. Tough one. We tough one. We got, uh, we got uh, Jason York coming up. Yep. Uh, does a terrific job covering... The Ottawa Senators. He's going to get. Uh, he's going to give us some insight on the Ottawa Senators and how good they Hot can be. Hot team. Hot team. Craig Anderson signed one day uh, contract today. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was practicing with the team. See, today. That's yeah. good PR, right? That's there. great. Oh, Alfie's right? back. They oh, signed a yeah. one year for him. They get yeah. a new owner. Yeah. They when- welcome back Alex Debrinket on the. Oh, bringing back all the yeah. old classics. Um. I want to get his thoughts because Ottawa did get off to this start that we thought I think gave them the jump maybe on Buffalo yeah, and Detroit. Buffalo and stinks. Detroit did come in and Debrinket did come in and feed them their lunch a little bit too, or yeah. at least brought them down to earth a little bit. I am definitely concerned that Buffalo is not good again. But 
You, I mean, you can have all the young prospects come through you like, but at some point you have to go out and get some other NHLers. Before we get to Yorkie, like the Red there, Wings did. Was there something about the draft that you wanted to mention? Well, the, the league the league was going to get some feedback as early as today from the the clubs on whether or not people want to clubs want to are open to changing the draft to an NFL style draft. Yes, clubs are at home, but my understanding is players would still be on site and would go up with the commission and there could be fans in I, that I, building just I think no there'd teams be a, a selected amount of first rounders uh, invited yeah so would, i don't know it, it, again, can i ask you why are, this is a story why are we talk, why yeah. is this the fifth time we're talking about this in two weeks of our I show i could well, not agree more i do not care i, I think it's because it is it, it's a hot button topic for a lot of people whether or not they should just keep it the way it is or or change it up because and, I don't know, tradition, they yeah. want to protect the families, the kids, it's a, a great moment. I, I don't know why. I saw Lou Lamorello made the case. People are thinking it's a lot closer to finally changing it up. Yeah. And I I, I don't mind the change, to be honest with you. I, I watch what? a good portion of the draft, and sometimes it's just like, it's unwatchable Like there's sometimes. fans there, but like they want to see... Ryan Burke in the past or whoever it is and talking to other people and like stuff happening. I think it's the presentation. I think it's just that it looks a lot like it did when Gilbert Pro was named first pick overall in like the 70s. But, you know, it's like jerseys. And then we go away from them because it looked like it used to. And then we eventually go, oh, that was the better way. Let's do throwbacks. I think this is the NHL just trying to kind of catch up and keep up with the Joneses. And the Joneses are the NFL and the NBA. Somehow... They think it's cooler, and I don't put it past ESPN's fingerprints being all over this too, yeah. right? They paid a lot of money. All the kids they get the rights back. They're watching the draft, going, "Come on, we can do better than that." I think this is the. I think this is driven from from their perspective of covering the draft with a little bit more sizzle. I know Lamorello said that from an operations perspective, it makes way more sense, right? Because the draft happens, and then it's free agency nine seconds later, like whatever it is, three or four days later. So they have everyone on site in the team's home location, and they have all their computers set up. Like, moving the operation somewhere else is a challenge, and getting back, and, like, he's like, it would allow us to do our work better. But to me, we're celebrating these kids. Like, this is getting to know the next generation, and everyone's in one place. And I agree with you up until maybe the 10th overall pick. Yeah. After that, yeah. click. <laughs> like, and Ned Stevenson. Okay, let's like, be honest Don't know here. that one we're out. Okay. How many second-day drafts from round two to round eight are you watching? Is it televised? <laughs> is, that, is that is that on, on TV? Our network? Yeah. Oh, for yes. sure. Oh, then I never miss a network. second. I never miss. Sammy, a how about you? Hey, eh? you're really interested in uh, Arizona's seventh pick in the draft. Do you watch day two? Hey, yeah. Costa, well, no, no. Costa well, from the Greek face. men's league. We're, we're we're happy to announce Costa. Yeah, I don't really care. From the village of what Sparta? But I and then they throw to Jeff Merrick, and he's like. Oh, this guy had a hell of a summer, man. <laughs> He's up in the Alps training with uh, mountain goats. Oh, wow. I can't wait to see him in training camp. Low oxygen training. Yeah. No, I get it. Is I, that good TV? It is for a certain type of, you know, hardcore hockey fan. But, yeah, I, I, get, I get your <laughs> well, point. You know, One day would be sufficient. I'll give you that. You are, you are um, appeasing your loyal fan who's been there. Yeah. But are you grabbing new fans with it? 
I don't know. Or are you just thanking the old ones? Yeah, maybe you're thanking the old ones. I just, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they drum it up if it's off-site. Like, will all the kids go to one place or will they be in their homes like the NFL where they all have their own yeah. party at home and wait for it to happen? So I think people are just going to miss the box lunches no, on it the is. second day. <laughs> well, I think all the people like you and, you know, Brie, everyone just bent out of shape that they won't be able to have everybody party. in the same room. It's basically the lack of party well, seems to be the complaint from the media. It's just not enough that it, uh, it's about you, right? You're just being selfish, it's convenient. You get everybody under the same roof. Brian Burke wants uh, everybody to look each other in the eye when they're talking uh, trades. Elliot wants to be in one city where he can talk to 32 uh, contacts. Yeah. And I get all of that, but it's just all coming from a selfish me, me, me view. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. I just hope they make the decision so they can just tell me what they're doing. Yeah, so we never have to have the conversation again. Yeah, but the draft has never been, uh, you know, well, I don't watch a lot of junior hockey. Yeah, well, the draft is for teams when, when your team sucks. Yeah. Right? Like, I used to care, like, in the 2015, 2014, 2013 era of Leafs hockey, I really cared. And I think a lot yeah. of teams, like Habs fans, for example, they are really interested in the draft because that's how they're rebuilding their team. And Although they're off to a nice start this year. I don't think it'll last. But yeah, like, how about the Habs? 3-1-1. Three, one, one. Yeah. Just one note. Yeah. You, you know the title of my book I wrote for Simon & Schuster a year Undrafted. After. Undrafted. Yes. See, it's not hard to figure out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, give a crap your, about the draft. <laughs> Clearly, I was undrafted. Yeah, it did not matter no, to you. It didn't matter. Yeah. What was, uh, I cut you off. No, I was just talking about how teams, fans of teams that suck like to draft more. And they follow it closely. And they're, they, do, that's they their, do care that's about their hope. Yeah, that's right. They care about day two. They care about yeah. that more. Because, and they know really, I mean, other than the really hard, hardcore guys. Yeah. We got your girls. They don't know anything. So they're at the mercy of anybody telling you how great somebody is going to be. There you go. All right. We got Yorkie. Yeah. All right, we got to I said, yep. As the producer goes, not yet. Give us a second. Oh, we don't. No, <laughs> Apparently I, was t- not. I was told we did. Sorry. Yeah. All right. So in I'm the meantime. I'm told we have to get you off the screen. <laughs> or is it out of the building? Which one is it, Derek? We need <laughs> Sam out of the building? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just off the screen. Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to welcome in uh, Jason York, of course. Of course, uh, co-host of the Coming In Hot Sends podcast and former NHLer. And always fun to have him on the air. All right, Yorkie. How are you, pal? Hey, Kipper. Can you hear me okay? I We can hear you just Ooh, fine. and see you. How handsome. How are you? <laughs> I know. You guys got the neat technology going, eh? And we're doing Zoom calls But we're now. taking it to another level here. Oh, I like it. I like it. I'm good. It's been too long. I, I always enjoy coming on with you and Borny. I uh, was brushing up on my Leafs because I know Borny's going to throw me my, my normal Leaf question right <laughs> at the end. So I got to be prepared for that. <laughs> But no, things are good. I, I can't complain. Okay, before we kind of dive into uh, the, the team that you cover best, uh, just the overall feel on the transition from a Melnick era into an Ann Lauer one. Night and day. Night and day, Kipper. It's been every single thing he's touched so far has turned to gold. And I, I went to the to his uh, introductory press conference and and I'll say this, he he knows how to talk to people. Uh, he hit on all the right notes. And I'll tell you, one of the best quotes he had, guys, was he basically said, and this was outstanding, he says, my job as the owner, he goes, this team belongs to the fans of Ottawa. Heck, it was so great. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to do my best. I'll do my best to make sure I take care and cherish this team and do all the right things. So he's been awesome. He's he's One thing he's done, Kipper, too, and Bourne, he's, he's done a nice job of kind of reconnecting with the alumni as well 
he upgraded our box. We were up in the 400 level before, and now we're down uh, right at Ooh. the 200 level. So we got a huge move for the alumni. And um, just he's connecting with the fans. He's bringing back the business community, which was which was totally gone for the last 10 years. Um, and, you know, you saw the, the full house, the opening night, full house against Detroit. Um, he's, uh, it, it, it's been, like I said, night and day, and he's, he's done a tremendous job reconnecting that relationship with the city of Ottawa. That's awesome to hear. That's really great. Always fun to see a city get their team back uh, emotionally. Looking at the team he's starting with, very exciting hockey team. Like, even if you're not a Sens fan, this is a fun team to turn on and watch. Where are you in their early season performance versus what was expected? Yeah, Borny, I, I have them for a playoff team. So when the season started, I said, I think it will be a successful year for the Ottawa Senators if they just get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That would be a huge step. And I, and I don't see why they can't. Um, it's going to be tough. Like we all know what the Eastern Conference is like. It's, it's, there's who, who comes out, right? That's the magic question. But I, I think they're right where they should be. They're in most games. They got a, a really young, exciting core. They got some great players. Jake Sanderson's a, a, a budding star on the blue line, and they're getting good goaltending. Corpusello, I, I think some people are starting to get on a little bit, like you do in Canadian cities. He'll be fine. So I, I think this team is right where they should be, and they'll be competing for a playoff spot right till the end. We're talking to Jason York, co-host of the Coming In Hot Sense podcast, former NHLer. Uh, when you talk about hey, Kipper, yeah, buddy, Kipper. By the way, I didn't name it that show. <laughs> Coming in hot, I was, <laughs> I, I was a late, I was a late addition. I came in late. It was uh, it was Brett Wallace and I Bobby Ryan, and I was I came in late. I think Coming In Hot comes from Bobby Ryan. <laughs> when he uh, first came to the Sens. But so. you, you, you come on fire on our show. That's all that matters to me. I come in, throw on throw, throw heat, Kipper? You do, absolutely. When we when we think about uh, the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division, we, we think about uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Toronto, of course, and Boston over the years. And then there's this, this push now from Ottawa, Detroit, and Buffalo. And... It was really kind of open at the uh, beginning of the season, which which of those teams was going to step up. I thought out of the gate, it was the Ottawa Senators. And then Detroit comes in and kind of kind of gives it to Ottawa a little bit, you know, including Debrinkit, who, you know, if there's one knock against Ann Lauer, it's like, was that welcome back sign on the big <laughs> scoreboard? But other than that, he's been great. But all yeah, kidding aside, yeah. Yorkie, um, it's it's Ottawa that really stepped up. Was that another reminder to these young kids who have great futures? Don't get ahead of yourself losing to Detroit uh, the other night. Hey, like anybody can beat anybody on any. I think that's one thing this league is all about now. If if, if you don't come ready to play, you 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 could lose. And I I'll say this about Detroit, man. They are extremely well coached. Like they are on top of the play all the time. They don't give you an inch. Uh, and that, I'll say this about that game. I watched that whole game. Yeah. Fellas. It was, oh my God, talk about a special teams extravaganza. There were so many penalties in that game. No flow. One o'clock game to begin with. Detroit Detroit was good, but uh, the game could have went either way. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised at anyone of, of how well Detroit's come out of the gates. But I just uh, – I think they're playing the right way. They, they don't give you anything. you got to earn every bit of ice out there. And Vili Husso, fellas, man, he's been so good for Detroit. But, hey, it's a nice story, eh? Like, they they haven't been a good team for a while, so it's it's nice to see them step up. 
So the big uh, names on defense here in Ottawa, Chikrin comes in and Shabbat had the long-term contract. All of a sudden, Jake Sanderson gets his new deal and looks like, I don't know, does his skating remind you of your own Yorkie over the years or what? This guy gets around pretty nice out there. Or ours. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, Sanderson okay. starting what he can be for the Sens? Yeah, if, if I started off my career like Jake Sanderson has, I would have a lot more money in the bank right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's done okay he's oh god i i tweeted this out the other night about sanderson because i watched him last year very closely and i've seen what he's done so far i think this guy's gonna get some Nor. i think he's gonna get a few norris trophy votes this, this year i i think he's that good wow i really do i really do i might say he's gonna win it right but it, i watch him pretty closely and, and he does things on the ice that just really impress me like holding on the pucks escape moves uh, he's really worked on his shot over the summer, so you, now you're seeing him score from out from out far from the blue line. He's taken over the first spot on the power play already. Like Shabbat's now on the second unit, and Sanderson is quarterbacking the first unit, so he's going to put some numbers up this year. But the really th- the, the thing that I find really special about him, Kipper and Borny, it is really tough to come in as a young defenseman and defend in the NHL. Yeah. That's that usually takes a while. He is without a doubt, Ottawa's best defensive defenseman. Like this guy, this guy can defend and he's his skating, his body position, his stick positioning for a guy, his age with that little experience for me, it's off the charts. Like it's, he is a, he is going to be a guy that's going to be in the Norris trophy conversation for, I, I, I think sooner than later. Um, but I've just, he's such an impressive player guys. I, I he's really blown me away. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to watching him all season long. Hey, Yorkie, thanks for doing this, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Yorkie. Any, anytime, fellas. Have a good one. You too. Jason York, co-host of Coming In Hot Sense podcast, which he didn't name. Apparently not. That's a great name. I don't know why he's... Uh, yeah. Fine with it. By the way, I want to just for my friends, you know, I'm a BC boy, a little love for Quinn Hughes. We're talking about Norris votes. That oh, guy yeah. has been unbelievable this year. Oh, yeah. Time. So, a little love for Quinn Hughes. Yeah, he's... I don't know, man. I... I I don't know what that family fed those boys, I but mean, it worked. It's not impossible that they could all be up for the Hart Trophy at the same time one year. Like, I mean, <laughs> it could be Quinn and Jack very easily this maybe, year. I don't know what Luke's ceiling yeah. is, but like this year, those yeah. two guys could be finalists. It's possible, is yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah, they ate well, I'm assuming. It was probably not a whole lot of dino-shaped chicken nuggets. A little bit more healthy proteins. So, yeah. I know we got to go here pretty quick, but I'm just looking at uh, Cerevelli's tweet notes and stuff about Leo Carlson, mm-hmm. who they're looking like some load management stuff with him, with the Ducks. Like he won't, he's not playing tonight against against Fantilli. What the hell? The second, he's a third overall pick, right? The Ducks. Yeah, but there was some issues for there. sure. Oh, okay, Is there right. he, was, yeah, he was he was hurt. Yeah, but there's like, underlining uh, issues. He scored he scored his first NHL goal. Everything seemed to be fine, but. They're, they're, I, th- okay, I think so they're protecting like, him. Yeah. No, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi not Leonard just, style. No, this is yeah. not Kawhi. Do you want me to read this to you? We do. Go, uh, this is from Frank Saravelli again. Going to be interesting to monitor number two overall pick Leo Carlson's development uh, with strength plan with the, with the Ducks. It's different. Plan calls for training and load management for the first half of the season to make sure the 18-year-old can withstand the rigors of the NHL and set him up for the 20-year career. Hence why you won't see him face off against number three overall pick Adam Fantilli in Columbus tonight. Carlson will have scheduled games off as they make their way through the first few months. No schedule as of yet. 
Okay, so, that doesn't sound like an injury. No, so I've, I was with the uh, Marlies when Mason Marchment was there, and they're like, we love his skills. He's too wiry. He didn't play for half a year. He lifted weights and practiced, even though he wasn't hurt. And now he has like a $20 million contract. Yeah. So, you know, maybe there's something to the idea. It would be nice to see the second and third overall picks play. Maybe, maybe do on it in the, the NHL friendly. if, if yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's a touchy subject with me, especially when Ever people play. pay money. Yeah. If you're in the league, right? play in the league. If you can't be in the league. No McDavid tonight in Minnesota. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkers Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> we were on 30 seconds ago. Is I'm that, like, I don't hear a thing. thing. Just run with it, JB. Go. I'm not a host. <laughs> 16 games on tap, all starting 15 minutes apart, but we're not sure on Columbus, who had apparently a power outage yeah. downtown. Yeah. Now, what's the latest, Sammy, that they are going to start? On time, or they're into a eight thirty puck drop. The NHL, the NHL announced that it's going to be eight thirty. Eight thirty. So I think they had to stick with eight thirty now. But Bucci said that the the lights were on. Yeah, yeah. The building's so. functional. So everybody that just made dinner reservations, cancel them again and <laughs> yeah. get if, their butt over here. If a Columbus Anaheim game happens in a frozen frenzy and the lights aren't on, does anyone know? It's like it's like it's like a tree falling in the forest but for the NHL. All right. Um, couple of notes out of the province of Alberta. Hold on. Where Let's do, do some game time before we get into it. Oh, okay, you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, listen, uh, you're, you threw me a curveball there. I, you, oh, threw, wow. you started. All right, we're all, go, baby. Okay, game okay, time. Okay, okay, it's game time. Presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Please pay, play responsibly. So 16 games, every team plays. I put together a 16-game parlay. Would you like to hear the teams? I mean, is Toronto it- over Washington, Ottawa over Buffalo, New Jersey over Montreal, St. Louis over Winnipeg, Minnesota over Edmonton, Vancouver over Nashville, New York over Calgary, Anaheim over Blue Jackets, Lightning over the Carolina Hurricanes, Dallas Stars over the Pittsburgh Penguins, Florida Panthers over the San Jose Sharks, Colorado Avalanche over the New York Islanders, Detroit over the Kraken, Boston over the Blackhawks, L.A. Kings over Arizona and the Vegas Golden Knights over the Philadelphia Flyers. That is a big one that will pay you a lot. So what, there you go. Can't uh, say. Get, no? Can't say, but yeah, it's a lot. Can you give me the plus? It's like, plus 71,000. <laughs> so there you go. Are you joking? No, there's no, a so, put a buck on it. Yeah. So, you, so yeah. You, you, so you can figure out. a lot of money. Yeah. It's a big okay. one. For it's the 714 record, to one. And, and, and he, he asked us if we want to hear it. And before <laughs> we both could say, no, we don't want to hear it. He goes, I anyways. was shocked that he was going for it. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on up there? What, what Start that over. What is going on up there? But, oh. yeah, right. I'll be honest. I, I do have a 16 team parlay. And today. I'm too lazy to go change them. So I'm going to just go with what Sammy just okay. said. Okay. Uh, those, so recite them. What are they again? <laughs> <laughs> Will there be a test? And uh, one other thing that I wanted to mention tonight, because it's a revenge game for Rasmus Sandin, and I think there's no team in the league that former players come back to haunt more than the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know if there's any way to look this up, but there's no way there's 
players that used to play for the Leafs that score against them. There's no team that does it more. Yeah. Rasmus Sandin tonight is six and a half to one for a goal, which is pretty low to me. Yeah, for a defenseman who gets five goals a year, you'd expect which, better number than that. But which tells me people are betting three, it. six, five, <laughs> and and they know. Yeah, like they know that the Leafs this kind of happens to them a lot. So the six and a half to one. Is, should you bet him for two goals or not? Yeah, because he's just you know you know the Leafs. It is an absolute lock that Sandine's scoring tonight. Yeah. Agreed like, on there's, that. There's there's not many more locks than that. All right. That was Game Time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus, Ontario only. Play responsibly. Okay, what are the odds that we see Connor McDavid in the outdoor game Sunday? Heritage Classic. We know what it means to the league to have a signature guy like that in there. There is some thought based on head coach uh, Jay Woodcroft. And his comments the other day. Let's have a quick listen. Um, I've learned when it comes to Connor, nothing's off the table. And uh, you know, you know what? I think the way I took the news yesterday, I tried to kind of hint towards it after the game. Was it's, we think it's it, you know it's something more a little bit more more muscular than anything. Sometimes that just takes time. That's good news. I take that as good news, and I take that time frame that was put out there yesterday as good news. We'll see how he does. He's just uh, he's just got to get healthy here. Less swearing in that one than his last uh, his last quote. I think if someone tells you it's one to two weeks for Connor McDavid, typically you should make that two weeks to protect the player. But being that it's the Heritage Classic and it's McDavid, I bet you he plays. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. His coach wouldn't come I out. I think it's just dumb. I couldn't agree more. Like. We always talk about these outdoor games like they're so meaningful. They mean a lot to the town. I get it. And like it's on, I get Okay. What, but it's not like it's Why the Stanley so Cup. Let me get this straight. Okay, let me get this straight. Leo Carlson, yeah. who's played one or two games now, gets his organization talking about He's protecting him for the next 15 years. But we're going to throw Connor out to the Lions in an outdoor game on crappy ice that we don't know what's going to happen because we've got to sell the game. The capitalism machine needs oil. You got to stuff Connor in there. He's the re- you, you talked about him being like double the value for some tickets, right? This guy is for the I, yes. Do you think there's any chance that the league would have gone to Jay Woodcroft or gone to the Oilers and said, even if he's not playing, could you just not declare him out? I don't understand what the purpose would that be. So people don't. So, so people, people can't. They don't cancel their flights to the outdoor game. Well, so maybe that right now, if you're undecided, you still think he's going to play. So you go spend a thousand dollars on yeah, second I, market tickets. I don't know. Secondary yeah. market tickets. I don't. Maybe, but. <laughs> At the end of the day, are they too busy dealing with the pride tape extravaganza to you, deal with? You gotta. <laughs> we'll get to that. You you gotta you gotta protect Connor here, and this Jesus. is Jesus. This is one of those where it, it could linger all year long, and if you don't, if you, you don't look after it, oblique. I, I, you say muscular. He's going like I'm this. guessing. Yeah. I'm just guessing. Okay. Well, whatever it is, he pulled something. He tweaks something. Something's bothering him. Those generally don't disappear in seven days. If you can't finish a game seven days later, I don't think it's going away. Well, what about you, though, personally as an athlete, Kip? 
if you were the most important player in the league and you had an outdoor game with, I don't know how many people, 50,000 people, I don't know what the attendance would be, were there and you knew a lot of them were there to see you play yeah. and you felt like you could play. Maybe you shouldn't. You, you play, you're a competitor. I know. And he is the most competitive person yeah. that's not named he's Nathan not a McKinnon. Dumb guy either. Everything has to be within reason. Yeah. And I think he. He owes it to himself and the Edmonton Oilers not to jeopardize his season. Boy, when they don't have him, their lineup right. changes significantly. Do you see their lines tonight? Matthias Janmark is on the top line for the Oilers tonight. It's Kane, Dreisaitl, Janmark. So Kane just complained about ice time. Top line with Dreisaitl and Janmark. Fogel, R&H, Hyman. Sure. Uh, Holloway, McLeod, Brown. And then Ernie Ryan is their fourth line. So Kane complains on national TV. And gets bumped up to the front line, and I get sent. That's not a good I message. get sent to Baltimore. Not <laughs> 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 even a team there. They just sent me to Baltimore. Yeah. No, the Capitals sent me to Baltimore. Did they really? Wow, a little bit, and uh, I had some knee issues, and they said, "Ah, go rehab in Baltimore." Is it? Yeah, yeah. Is it the Skipjacks? Skipjacks. Nice, nice. Mudbugs. You got one yeah. of those. You got one of those jerseys now. Around? Yeah, well, if you had a skipjack jersey, yeah. what's that worth? You got one? I don't. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. That's, you guys are doing a great job with the jerseys. You got to bring one in, Kippy. Come on. Do you bring have it. a Capitals that era? I do. Sweater? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. We gotta have that. Bring up. it on in. Or is it framed somewhere? No, no, it's in storage. Actually, do you have a Whalers? You got to dig through. I do have a Whalers the, too. You got to dust off a couple boxes. The yeah. Whalers navy blue, <laughs> like the, the a Whalers Kiprios. I would wear the hell out of that. Yeah. I got uh, like I did not wear the green green because Brian Burke had changed the colors by then to the darker everyone blue. Everyone romanticizes all the green, which were the, fantastic. The dark blue, but no. that's my favorite. We did far. we did wear the green green in exhibition. And I you? think I kept one of those too. Cool. How did my dad played? My dad played for Team Canada, and they did a jersey swap at the end. It was like a Canada Cup, whatever. Yeah. He has some random Swedish Janssen jersey. It's literally a Janssen. We don't know which one, <laughs> but my dad doesn't have his Canada Cup jersey because of it. Oh, I know. My jersey wow. swap. That's uh, a crusher. He's got Johnny Janssen's jersey. <laughs> yeah. uh, Calgary Flames news: Rasmus Anderson uh, had an appeal yesterday. Gary Bettman ruled on his ask of lowering his suspension to four games. And apparently, I really, really want to play in the outdoor game. Didn't work. That wasn't it? Why, why should we work. lower your suspension? Because I would like to not. Really, 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 really play. really want to play. Like, really, <laughs> Gary, really yeah. want to play in the outdoor game. They're like, you charged, you jumped, you, he and was predatory, he was hurt. And didn't he's like, work. But I really want to play. Sorry, we don't now. Approve. If Rasmus was Connor McDavid, <laughs> I would have really liked his chances <laughs> yeah. of getting lowered one game yeah. to get him in the outdoor game. But apparently, no. Anderson just uh, his weight doesn't fly yeah. the same way. And saying, I, "I come on, your 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 outdoor game's better with me in it. Right. You want signature people in it." All yeah. right. This is the, the one that I want, uh, the conversation I want to have with you today. The NHL came out with its edge data. They launched a website. Um, interesting stuff. They have the player and puck tracking with the chip in the jersey and a chip in the puck. And so they are measuring a lot of new things that they didn't used to measure, um, namely skating speeds, 
uh, skating bursts over 20 miles per hour and over 22 miles per hour, like who hits those the most throughout the year. Uh, A lot of interesting stuff, but my questions are just like, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean if a team, so if you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example, they don't chart out as a particularly fast team. A lot of their stats come in as below the 50th percentile. What do you think it means when the Leafs are top skating speed, below 50th percentile, speed burst over 20 miles per hour, 56th percentile? Like a lot of these things, they don't look fast. Skating distance, 68th percentile. Do you think that means they're a slow team or is there some sort of... Yeah, they look slow to me. They do? Yeah. They don't look as fast as they've had uh, in in previous years. Mm -hmm. Now, let me ask you something. Does that break down from... Defense to forwards, or is that just yes, it does. twenty guys? Great question. Twenty guys lumped in. No, because I want it, I, I want the blue line. For me, te- certain teams like the Leafs yep. look slow on the back end. You know, and I mean, Giordano's playing fifteen, sixteen minutes a night. He's slowing the thing right down. Yep. So, and there's not a lot of gazelles back there. So here's the question I really wanted to ask you guys. So. It has total skating distance for players and for teams. What do you think it says about a team if you have skated more? Like you have more total distance. Completely useless. So in the game of useful or useless, you have that as useless. I don't care if a guy has skated four kilometers or three kilometers. It's irrelevant. Couldn't you, it be you, worse? You, He's chasing you, the puck a lot? You may be a guy yeah. who just, like, skates to the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. And all you're doing is getting there faster than anyone else. Yes. So I had a conversation today. I talked to uh, the analytics guy for Inter Miami, the soccer, the football club, if you will, in MLS. Soccer has Leo had... Messi play for them? Leo Messi plays oh, yeah. for them. I've heard, I think and, I've heard and of him. And so... They've had these stats in soccer for the longest time. And so I, I wanted to know, what does it mean? Like, is Do good teams skate more distance or do they skate less dis- distance or whatever? And his answer, Kip's answer, doesn't matter. It is reflective of style of a team. You know, a, cr- a transition teams, yeah. teams that will try to score off the rush may skate more. They may have more speed bursts. But the correlation to success over the course of a season, pretty much nothing. And so when you sort these guys for individuals that skate a lot, it may be a stylistic thing that a guy like a number one defenseman on a team that likes to do transition and gets their defense involved. It's not really indicative of what a, a player can do. You have a two goal it's lead just where you are. You have a two goal lead in the third period and, and your coach sends one guy in deep. Yeah. Yep. So like I've, I'm, I'm losing a ton of, of data based on the fact that my coach doesn't want me Chasing pucks now. I'm, I'm I'm sitting back and we're we're trapping and we're protecting this lead. Yeah, what's fascinating is MLS has had this stuff for years. They can use it in contract talks. Their teams do it individually, and they the players wear it in practice. So like you know they can tell how hard guys are going in practice or how much they travel in practice. So you could go to a guy and say, hey, you're not really practicing very hard or whatever. How would you have felt about yeah, that as a player? That's a- that, that's a sticking point with the Players Association, too, Well, they've right? agreed that this can't be used in arbitration. But you can imagine if arbitration, you Arbitration. I just don't want my coach all over me. Forget about arbitration. I agree. I, I, that's down the road. Right now, I got this guy screaming at me. I don't... I, I, 
my heart rate's not high enough. <laughs> I'm not traveling as far as I should in yeah. practice. Well, and the players wear these catapult, essentially, sports yeah. bras yeah, that yeah. do measure a lot of that, and players have to agree to wear them. In, in MLS, they you can force your players to wear them in practice, but not in games, and some of the guys don't wear them, I guess. Um, the coach is like, hey, Leo, uh, yeah, you're not practicing hard enough, buddy. He's like, I Messi. own this team. Yeah. <laughs> so Messi, I had said to this guy today, I was like, I had heard that Messi himself runs the least of a lot of these players, but he's economical. He's the efficient. Smartest. And the speed burst, when it's time to go, oh, yeah. he's got these kind of speed bursts or whatever. And it sounds like that tracks historically over his playing style. And I think you yeah. see players like that in the NHL who conserve energy and guys who just go all the time and go all over. And uh, The best ever in the history for me, Nick Lidstrom. Oh, yeah? Never chasing, never out of position, always understanding that eventually if you want to try to score on me, you got to get to the net, and you're going to come my way anyways. He, he was the most efficient guy I've yeah. ever seen. You know, there are some interesting notes, though. Like there are, um, so players, the amount of times they've hit over 22 miles per hour, which is so fast. I don't even know what that is in Canadian speak. I'm sure I could figure that out. Um, but Nathan McKinnon, second most in the NHL, six times. He's He's been over 22 miles per hour. 35 kilometers an hour for your Canadian listeners. Thank you. The guy ahead of him, Martin Natchez in Carolina, 11 times, almost double McKinnon. This guy, like... But that I feel like that's a Carolina thing. Like, they've always had a lot of... Transition thing? Fast, well, faster Well, players. the owner there loves that sort of stuff too, right? Is that the case? Yeah, like speed guys like that? Yeah. And so the guys with the hardest shot this year doesn't interest me. Like, what's the highest speed or whatever? That but really the, interests me. You know what interests me? The guys who have the most shots over 90 miles per, na- per hour because they're consistently yeah. ripping the puck. Hammering the puck. Hammering. See, I, I like that. That's a good one. So times shot the puck over 90 miles per hour this year. One guy in the league has already done it 10 times. Ooh. I'll give you guys three guesses. It's a forward in the Eastern Conference. Forward in the Eastern Conference. 10 shots over 90 miles per hour. Stamkos? Uh, Stamkos is on the list with four. Okay. He's in the top ten uh, in Tage the NHL. Thompson? Tage Thompson. What a guess. Let's go. Well, I mean, he's hammering it. For, every time I watch them, their power play he comes around it. to them, and he's he hammering it from the, the top side of, the of a <laughs> barn right <laughs> no, now. No, no, he misses, but he oh hammers God. it. Yeah. He hammers it. Travis Sanheim's done it nine times. Then it's Hedman, Yossi. Yeah, he's actually got the hardest shot in the NHL this year. Uh, almost 102-mile-an-hour shot in game play. Wow. Which is that you could have? I would never have guessed that in a million years. And Sandheim's the only guy with two hundred plus mile an hour shots this year. So then it's Headman, you know, guys that you would expect it to be. But yeah, so I'm fascinated by but that. Hardest, stuff. hardest shot generally is something like sexy for our fans, either in a Agreed. skills competition or during the game. That that will always have interest. That to me is is a uh, like a home home run contest. Yeah. Who's got the hardest slap shot Absolutely. at all-star break? It's the uh, That's the one that you really It is the most to. signature out of all of them. It is. Here's an interesting one for you. Austin Matthews is in the 54th percentile in top skating speed. So mm. kind of middle of the pack in the NHL in top skating speed, but is in the 91st percentile for, top, uh, for speed bursts over 20 miles per hour. Yeah. So he's a messy in a way that he conserves yeah. and goes, conserves and goes. I bet you McDavid just owns that. Yeah. McDavid is, he's got, yeah, he's, he's in the top 10 and all the speed things as you would expect him and McKinnon, 
naturally the fastest guys. Yeah. So yeah, it's a fun thing. I think that the NHL that you can poke through and just kind of you find some of this stuff. Sneaky going to another level is Larkin in Detroit. He's easily one of the fastest guys in the league. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he did win a fastest skater, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned uh, his line. God, I like with the Brinket and uh, 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 Raymond, Lucas Raymond, Lucas Raymond. Yeah. yeah. Humming out there. Humming. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the the pride tape. Yes. And uh, what's the latest? Did uh, the the NHL uh, make uh, do an official release? They did. Let me look it up here. And the other note or question is, uh, what took them so long? I mean, or why in the first place? I mean, another good question. Just kind of an embarrassment, wasn't the whole thing that like it was so obvious that we would end up where we ended up. But it had to be two weeks you into know, the season. Yeah, after consultation with the NHL Players Association, the NHL Player in- Inclusion Coalition, players will now have the option to voluntarily represent social causes with their stick tape throughout the season. Okay. <laughs> that, sentence, why, you know, why, that sentence is the most absurd thing I've ever read. We're going to let the boys wear, Listen, I, you know, have colored tape. Okay. Uh, Gary Bettman's been around a long time. Yeah. I've never really seen him over the years, paying himself into a corner like this. It, it really surprised me. Yeah. It, just, it was so inevitable where this was going to go. Like, he wouldn't, he was never going to win this one. Connor McDavid says, you know, hey, like this the, is Literally silly. the next day. Yeah. Everyone was like, this is dumb. Yeah. Goes like the dumb. Uh, Marshawn, yeah. everyone. I, I was really surprised that he, he kind of hung on as long as he did on it. And it's such a bizarre thing. Like, we're not... You know, this has social causes, so now guys can, you know, do something for their family members who are yeah. dying of cancer. Like, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. Like, what, you know, the NBA, uh, you know, we mentioned Giannis's contract. You know, a league that is, a league that's very involved in social issues, whatever, is doing pretty well here. They're having some success letting the guys have their personality show and speak out and they want to speak out on. It just... You know, can you imagine if they had dropped a fine on Dermot? They're like, it's a $5,000 fine. It was never going to go there. It was never going to go there. What did they think was going to happen? Where was the foresight from the league on this one? Just And the tape's been around a long time now. It's not that uh, big of a deal. I know. You can just say, you can take big out of that. It's not a, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. There's no that in that. It's just not a big deal. No. It's not a big deal. Anyways. Guys supporting people coming to the games. I have three quick stats before we go. Okay. Two goals from Brock Besser on Tuesday would give him the share of the Canucks record for the most goals through uh, the team's first six games of a season for the Canucks. The Oilers are the, the only NHL team without a third period goal so far this season. They're being outscored 5 oh. nothing in the final frame. Oh. And what's their power play at? I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, they scored a couple the first the opening uh, night. Like It's just kind of no one expected them to pick it up where they left off. That was an ast- historic year run with the, the power play, but yeah. like no goals in the third period. Come yeah, on. The Oilers are still at 30%, but the Leafs are at least 29.4. Is that, are they still number one? No, they're fourth. The Canucks are 37.5. Shout out to them. Detroit's at 39. New Jersey, 42.9% on the year. <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, a bit of a story too. Look at the shorthanded goals so far in the NHL. Has there been lots? Yes. There's guys with three shorthanded goals already. Well, and it's funny, too, because you had Alan May on our show talking about how Backstrom needs to get back out on the PK. Austin Matthews needs to start. If Mitch, Mitch has just for the Leafs, has to go over as the first unit. So him and Austin should just go out, go out there. No, score they should, some shorties. No, it should just be Mitch and Kampf. 
Okay. That was successful last year. Sure. Let Austin go out together. there with Yarn Crock in the next duel. And last that. Never in NHL history have all seven Canadian-based teams won on the same day. No way. Four cent stats. My boy Stevie Fallon, he wouldn't let me down. Maybe tonight, tonight the is night. the night. Do they play on each other? Frozen Frenzy. <laughs> on Frozen Columbus, Frenzy. Anaheim, catch the fever. <laughs> Two hours late. 16 <laughs> games tonight. Enjoy them all. And we're going to be back tomorrow on Real Kipper and Born to talk about all of them. Enjoy your frenzy tonight. <laughs>